What is up guys and welcome to Navigating Pre-Teen Ministry. That's right, you're here in the right place if you like preteens. That's all I've got in my head right now, but we're going to jump right into today's podcast. I am super stoked for this one. It's going to be super exciting as always. Now, before we begin, we're going to have our shoutouts. We're going to have a nice little time here. We're going to talk about, once again, the Kids Matter Podcast Network. I got added into the Kids Matter Podcast Network. I'm part of the network. There's a ton of us in kid ministry and leadership and in, in, uh, developing students, parents, etc. So dive in and look into that, okay? I'm not the only podcast out there. So dive into Kids Matter Podcast Network. I'll have a link down below. And don't forget to sign up for Kid Min Academy that is coming up quick okay so sign up for that uh the kids pastor here andrew brooks is signed up for that and he is super excited and i want to encourage you guys as well and i know the moment that i get out of my actual college classes i'm signing up for kidman academy because i know it is good and it's going to help me but first i actually have to graduate college you don't technically have to if you want don't want to though go for it okay kidman academy the link will be down below story time my favorite part because I get to talk about well what actually happened to me this week. So we are actually doing a leadership training on the go is what it's called. It's designed for youth ministry, but it complements uh, preteens pretty well. I've actually found pretty much universally you have two ages in ministry that are touched on. You have teens and you have kids. You don't have a preteen. Even when I was looking up this the stuff for today's um, topic, I couldn't, I could not find anything about preteens. That's always teens. And so, you know, you have to learn to adapt in preteen ministry. It's just one of the things. But anyways, that's not the point of the story. The story is we're talking about why we became leaders and how we've um, learned to grow in our leadership, etc. It's a really cool thing. I would encourage you guys to look into it. Uh, but one of the people who responded, one of my college students was talking, one of the questions was uh, oriented around, when did you feel like um, you didn't know where you were going or you didn't know how to lead? And he said when it came to listening, but as he grew as a leader, he learned that listening is way better than talking to a student. And that just kind of, you know, triggered something in my head. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to talk about that. And so I began to look into it, trying to figure out how to listen well for students and, and whatnot. I've got a few links to some uh, sources for my topic today. Some of it's off the head as always. Some of it is from these sources. So if you want more in-depth detail, you are welcome to go check out the links down below for that. But today I wanted to talk about listening. And there's a term out there called active listeners, okay? Active listening active listening is is a key component to student ministry to preteen ministry especially so this one's for the preteen ministers out there today okay this one's good um but i wanted to to raise the question why and how can we be active listeners why and how why do we need to be active listeners and how can we execute that so why the why of of active listeners is preteens need someone on their team okay in the life of a preteen they are going through so many emotions and i remember being a preteen very clearly and i remember just being like everyone is against me my parents are against me my siblings are against me the world is against me everyone is against me and they need somebody on their team and so when they come in on a sunday morning they don't want to think man my small group leader is against me too 
So one of the key components to that is actively listening and understanding. And we'll get into what that looks like later, and it will make more sense. But actively listening helps a student know that you are on their team, right? They also need a release, okay? Volunteers, pastors, wherever you're at, you feel a unique role in a preteen life that parents and teachers don't, okay? They're not in a strict learning environment like school, doesn't allow as much openness and expression, and you're not their parents, right? It was, there's, a, there's a wall between parents in most children's lives, especially the preteen age, where they're not going to open, they're not going to be as honest. And so we fill a role of listening that is so vital to be active in, and we have to be able to allow these students to release, right? To ask questions, to figure things out. And so when we're actively listening, we promote that as well. And finally, we need to build relationships. And showing we care and showing we're willing to listen is probably the most foundational point of that, okay? I'm not going to build a relationship with somebody if when I'm talking to them, they often seem distant or unfocused or distracted, okay? So, preteen needs someone on their team. We fill a unique role for that. In order to build those relationships, we have to be active listeners. We have to be invested. It is crucial. So some of that is kind of obvious, right? Of course you need to listen to your students, of course. But there's a lot of things that we do subconsciously, uh, unknowingly, that could turn a student off from uh, talking, right? It could turn them off from explaining or talking because we are giving body language signals, we are dazing off, whatever it is, but our bodies and how we act is super crucial uh, to provide them with an active listening environment. Now, here's the thing. You do Sunday school or life group or small groups or whatever, you are putting a bunch of preteens together in a room, and so you have to be prepared for the distractions, but you want to cultivate an, an environment that is healthy for discussion, okay? So that's the point number one, is create a an environment healthy for discussion. Make it um, fun, but also set strict boundaries, okay? my uh, The way I do my small groups, we break up into grade and gender, okay? So that first gives them that, that comfort of this is a fourth grade dude, this is a fourth grade dude, this is the dude leader. So that allows them to open up and be honest, uh, but also brings in the inevitable, I have 12 fourth grade boys in a room, what on earth do I do, right? So when setting up the environment, make sure you and your volunteers are able to set strict boundaries. We go from a fun intro game in small group to discussion to a wrap-up and a tie-in. And so the fun game is great to goof off, have fun, make connections, and make everybody comfortable. But you as a leader and your volunteers as leaders need to set that strong boundary and say, okay, we're done. We've had our fun. Now let's dive in and discuss this. And, and one of the biggest things is interruptions. Preteens love to just interject. It's just kind of one of their their habits and traits at that age is to just interject in any kind of story. And that can kill active listening. That can kill a student's momentum. I've had many students where you can just see uh, a student jumps in and is just they shut down, they disassociate, they step back, and the story and what they were going to say has lost all momentum. So having control of your room is vital and setting those boundaries, letting them know, all right, we've had our fun, it's time to be serious. Now, that's not always going to work. 
you're going to have crazy mornings. So don't don't beat yourself up for that. It's just how it goes. They're preteens. That's part of our job description is dealing with that. But make sure your environment is set up to be conducive to active listening so that you can active listen. Now, from one of the articles, I got several points for how we as leaders and teachers can uh, appear and give the impression. I say that like we're faking it. Sorry. But that we can actively listen as best as possible. So the first one is is turn your attention towards the kid when they're speaking, okay? If you're leaned away, lean in. If you're like sitting back, like lean up and show with your body language that you are invested in this preteen story, okay? Give them your full attention. This is a this is not something I should have to say, but someone might need to hear it. Your phone, your volunteers' phones, you should not see them on that, especially during small group time. I have a bad habit of bringing it out in service because I'm counting numbers, and I'll count numbers, and I'll pull out my phone, and I don't need to do that because that just gives the the impression that I'm on my phone, so I need to step back. I can count later, whatever. That's my own confession, but whatever you're doing, put it away. Don't be checking your smartwatch. I know some of y'all have those. Put that away. Give the kid your full attention. And that's where having a conducive environment is important as well. Make sure that other people aren't distracting. And then allow the kid to talk uninterrupted. Don't interject with your own ideas. Don't interject with questions. Let the thought complete, which can be so very hard with preteens sometimes because sometimes it takes 10 minutes to get a complete thought out for them. But that's what they need to process, okay? Uh, another point kind of adding on to that is, is don't ask questions that break the train of thought, okay? So you may find yourself having to uh, guide them with questions but don't ask questions that jump off the topic. We'll get into that in just a second. But next is focus on what the kid is saying rather than your response, okay? We feel as leaders a lot that we need to have an answer ready to go right away for this kid. And we end up missing some crucial components because we're not trusting in the spirit, okay? When we are preaching and teaching the gospel to these students, especially in small group, we need to rely on the spirit to provide. The Bible is clear that the spirit will give us the answers we need in the time that we need them. And so when we're leaning on that, we're able to fully invest in what a kid says and respond through the spirit instead of trying to figure out the perfect answer. So focus on what they're saying rather than what you're going to say. And let the kid know that that they're understood. Pay attention to them so they know they're understood and give them body language that they know they're understood. You know, oh, really now or interesting or keep going or, you know, continue on the conversation. Let them know that you are listening, that you're understanding, you're comprehending and you are invested. OK, so those are just some like body language, just like how to present yourself to condu- conduct an environment that is active listening, okay? Next, set number, uh, who knows, 58. Be present, okay? So this kind of goes back to the first point, but the, the key, the add-on to this is be consistently present. 
A student doesn't need to come in and wonder if their life group leader is going to listen to them that day. They need to know that their life group leader is going to be listening to them today. I had uh, I was meeting with college students this morning, and they are talking about, man, our students are opening up so much. And you know what that is, is I've been watching and I've been listening to these leaders, and they are consistent. They are showing up in these student size every Sunday. They are active. They are asking irrelevant questions. They are going off script to pursue relationships with these students. And as that continually grows, these students are going to open up more and more. And so it's so exciting to see that. So be consistently present. And when students can rely on you to engage, they're more willing and ready to open up. They're more willing to interact and and, and be more vulnerable. And that's the key. And when you can get a preteen to be vulnerable, You've really hit the jackpot there. That is a skill that not many people have. And so finally, we're going to look into understanding and not answering. So this, once again, kind of flows off of the uh, the previous, the first big chunk of stuff is, is, is understand and don't answer. Don't be working on the perfect answer, but work on understanding. And... I don't know how many of you are married or, or where you're at in relationships, but it's similar to when a wife or husband, wherever you are, and maybe you've experienced this or maybe you've been the, the one who did it and, and got called out about it. But the wife or the husband may just want to talk. My fiance right now, sometimes she just wants to talk. She wants to talk about something that's happened. She wants to talk about something she's frustrated with or upset with. And I am a listener. I am not a counselor in that moment. There's two different modes. And so understanding those modes is, is super vital because if she is talking and she doesn't want me to interject, then my interjections may come off as aggressive. They may shut her down. She may get upset, whatever. When really she just wants to talk and process things out loud. Preteens are the same. Sometimes they just want to talk. They want to figure out their issues and talk them out. And they don't exactly want an answer right away. Now. You may be able to move that into giving them an answer, but sometimes they just want to express. And just like a husband or wife or my fiance, sometimes she wants some advice. Sometimes she wants some help. And that's when they'll, they'll engage with you. So knowing that is crucial and it takes a lot of practice and, and EQ and, and whatever. But knowing when to give advice and knowing when to listen is vital for these students, okay? They may just want to, to know that you understand. They may just want to know that you uh, understand the struggle they're going through, that you can relate, that they're not alone. And so just listening and being like, dude, I get that. That's hard, whatever. And then maybe as the conversation progresses, uh, you ask more questions. This is where the questions come in. Uh, not advice, but questions like if, say, Timmy is struggling with something at school, then, you know, he talks about it and you just ask, like, how's that making you feel? Um, are there people you're talking to about this? Is there anything that like, you know, like prodding on the conversation without being pushy, without trying to, to get an agenda in there, but just talking with them genuinely and, and peacefully and, and edging on and, and allowing the students space to ask questions, to get advice, to get help, okay? So uh, when, they're, when they're talking, right, we're, we're looking to understand or we're not looking to answer. 
And as the conversation progresses, spirit leads or whatever, um, lean into that, ask questions, show understanding and repeat back what they said. Ask uh, continuing questions, questions that will build the conversation up. And like earlier, don't ask questions that will derail it, okay? If they're talking about school, don't talk about home. If they're talking about home, they'll talk about sports. Focus on the subject matter at hand. So I'm going to run through those real quick. First of all, why we need active listeners as volunteers and leaders is because preteens need someone on their team. And as someone on the church team, we play a unique role in their lives to build relationships. And so active listening is key to that. And remember, show your attentive, show your listening, give the body language, the head nods, the all rights, and the continues that show them that you are invested. And then consistently be present, consistently engage consistently interact with their stories no matter how off topic or pointless preteens need to know that they are heard and understood and finally seek to understand and not answer sometimes they just need a listening ear so be that ear and if it opens up to more open it up to more and that's where you get to do the true heart work and the heart change but don't push it Don't test your luck and risk shutting a student down, having them back off and withdraw, and leaving that question or that need unanswered. Thank you so much, guys. As always, the articles, uh, the links, my shoutouts from before will be down below in the show notes. You guys rock. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next Thursday. Later.